Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cross Council Podcast. I am your host, John Crevillian, and I'm just trying to stay warm because it's negative six degrees here in La Crosse. I am joined by my co-workers, Steve Freitag. How are you, sir? I am good. Hey, the timing was really perfect. Um, but it's only, by the way, it's only negative five here, but I was concerned about our recording oh, okay. because we've got, you know, a couple of feet of snow here and, and the, uh, the bobcat with <laughs> the, the loader just cleared out stuff, right? Number one, he didn't plow into my truck. So praise God for that. And he cleared out <laughs> an extra parking space. So yes, I'm grateful for that. And he left just before we came on to record this. So Okay. My life has to grateful be grateful for a right? lot of things. So. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We're also joined by Mary Carlton. How are you doing, Mary? Hey, I'm doing good. And just to, you know, join the group of people that are getting pity because it's so cold, which is the majority of the country right now, actually. It's yeah. going to be oh, seven here. So we're at least, you know, in the I can complain about bad weather ballpark. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys can. So, yeah. <laughs> And it's worse here, I have to say. Okay, I have to put this plug in because nobody mm. builds buildings here with the intent that the weather's going to freeze for many days. And so, you know, all our pipes are on the outside of the house and, and you have to do extra oh, no. stuff, right? We have to heat the rooms really good. We have to make sure on the outside, like right now, Wes is out there with a blower thawing out some of the faucets on the outside because they're blocking up. You know, those things I never had to do when I grew up in Nebraska. We didn't have that problem. Oh, sure. Yeah. So You're just here. It's for crazy. It. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're just dumb when it comes to freezing weather. Well, it's pro- probably partly the Packers' fault because when the Packers were playing in the Super Bowl, wow, when was that? Like 11 years ago or so? There was Something an ice storm like that. that came through. <laughs> and then the Packers, I don't know if, it, 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 you know, we're recording this. Just a couple of days after the uh, the Packers beat the the Cowboys, beat down the Cowboys. So again, it's the Packers being in town, bringing the Green Bay weather. <laughs> yeah, boy. And, you know, it's I, I don't know if there's if there's any talk about it, could but be, what, it, was be. it like nineteen nineteen sixty seven? They talk about the Ice Bowl being up in Green Bay. You know how classic classic <laughs> of a game that was when the Packers beat the Cowboys in the Ice Bowl, and I'm looking at this as the. This Man. is the uh, fired bowl. I'm assuming there's going to be some firings that happen. So, o- other side of it, <laughs> the ice bowl, the fired bowl. Yeah. So. <laughs> Balancing all things. But yeah, no. That's right. Um, it's so cold up here that my roommate, and he's got what I call a hillbilly hybrid truck, right? And hmm. by that, I mean he's got a diesel machine that he has to plug into overnight when it's like this cold out because there's like something yeah. like wax in the fuel or something that helps everything yeah. fire properly okay right. yeah you, mary knows what i'm talking thing. about yeah. okay okay it sounds like he's firing up like a freight train in the morning like it sounds wildly <laughs> loud but uh the the poor guy that thing froze like like mm-hmm. the fuel just stopped going where it needed to go to uh last night so yeah. oh, man it killed the hillbilly hybrid he's like yeah dude. it was rough <laughs> He had to get a ride home and everything, but yeah. Uh, yeah, 
stay safe, stay warm out there. Anyways, um, we'll, we got a we'll title. We've forward. got a title for our podcast, right? Is that yeah. the title of this podcast? Killing the hillbilly, hillbilly hybrid. hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Excellent, excellent. This is how you should be in life: a hillbilly hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> Paul prays in Ephesians 3 that we would be rooted and established in love. Love that surpasses knowledge so that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. At Cross Council, it's miraculous to watch people transform by the love and truth of Jesus. But some people need a little extra help. We never turn anyone away because of their inability to cover their session fees. Would you be willing to cover that cost for somebody? Somebody who is looking for freedom from something in their life? We are inviting you to be a part of what Cross Council is doing here. Would you be willing to donate to cover someone? Bless them, though you've never met them. You can do that today at crosscouncil.com. But uh, yeah, no. Anyway, um, outside of weather, uh, we recently <laughs> had our uh, our classes start up again. Well, I suppose by the time this premieres, we'll be about... Halfway through our level one for 2024. Um, honestly, it's been so good. Like, I, I don't know what your take is, is on it, Steve, but just strictly even from a technical perspective, you know, like people are able to get on. We're not running into a ton of problems. And the conversation, I think, has been really good so far. You know, I'm excited for this for this batch. There, There's some good ones in there. <laughs> right. Right. It's It's very similar. I mean, it's pretty much the same materials as we've done before, Mary that you mm-hmm. carved right. out <laughs> didn't, yeah. didn't oh, cause yeah. any sort of stress in your life whatsoever. <laughs> you, you put that all behind you, right? But yes, uh, it's, it's yes. a beautiful thing to build off of. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's very similar material because a lot of the stuff that we do, uh, the foundational things don't change, but then you have mm-hmm. new people in the class who are, even though they've, some of them have come from ministry in the past, it's just already starting to come together. Isn't that awesome, Mary, when you see that happening, just mm-hmm. the lights that go on mm-hmm. and, and the reports yeah. that you get. So so, th- so that's pretty awesome. And uh, one of the things that I mentioned in the class, you know, it's we, we want to make sure that people understand that we do this not so that we feel better. It's so that we yeah. grow in, mm-hmm. in in our character, right? The, right? the strong, steady, sturdy, secure with compassion and mercy, of course, you have to have that. But I ran across mm-hmm. a messianic path, uh, rabbi, and I I love mm-hmm. uh, understanding some of the depths of like Hebrew meanings. And there's this mm-hmm. Hebraic Ger- Germanic word called Getzel, and he was talking about this word Getzel, which which means friend of God, which is cool enough in and of itself. Like I I, I want to be a friend of who doesn't want to be a friend of God to be right. called a friend mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And he just, uh, this rabbi took it to another level because he's been meditating on, on just that word, that concept, that I, that, mm-hmm. that idea of being a friend of God. And what does that mean? And not to be casual uh-huh. about it, to, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm excited just to throw this past you, Mary, <laughs> and get your reaction. Mm-hmm. Cause John heard this okay. last night mm-hmm. that he looks at a friend of God as someone God can depend on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's somebody that actually trusts, right? Enough that they'll do what you ask them, right? They trust and they're, they're strong character person. You know, if God can't find someone like that, 
that trusts him and has strong character, you know, he's, he's not going to give them some of the most precious things that, that he wants to give. So that's interesting. I, I never really thought of it as that. Um, but yeah, I like that. I like that definition, or at least that's one aspect of it, right? Sure. I love that you throw in the word trust as well. Because mm-hmm. that's, yeah. You know, I, I have some friends where there's probably times where I could use some help fixing something around the house, and I certainly don't have a problem mm-hmm. asking people. But then there are some people where I won't ask because I know they'll say yes. They'd say yes every time. (laughs) I can't just take advantage of people. But hopefully I'm that kind of a friend in some ways to people that that I'm a friend that people can depend on. But I have a few just amazing people in my life where I know I can depend on them if I really need something. You know, in the the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout Mm -hmm. the earth, right? Seeking people, right? Yeah. I was just thinking of that scripture. Right. Even even though that's Old Testament, I think that idea is still pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's looking for people he can prove himself strong to, right? So, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not going to send your kid out there and ask ask him to drive a car when they're four, right? He can't, you can't prove things to them until they're old enough to be able to bear it. And it's the same with us. God can't can't do some things that he'd like to do until we're mature enough to handle them. So that's a great, great scripture, you know, that he's looking, he's looking because imagine if you were God and you had everything that was needed for every situation. I mean, I can't even imagine how that must feel to him to have to look around to find someone, you know, who's a good friend, who's dependable, who he can actually pour out some solutions into, you know, it's very humbling to think, you know, that he's wanting to help more than he's allowed to. Right. There's so many different concepts, even uh, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. And I know with this conversation that people could go, way over to the edge and, and thinking that our our walk with Jesus is based on our performance. That's not what we're trying to say. We mm-hmm. There's nothing that we can do that would cause God to love us any more than he already does. Mm-hmm. But I think th- it's it becomes a real problem when we're just in this place of, well, whatever, God loves me. I'm just going to sit back and yeah. do nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's not helpful for the kingdom, and I think it's also damaging for us. So to find yeah, that sure. sweet spot, uh, yeah, the security of his love, and that comes from pressing into those things, those places where we don't mm-hmm. understand from a heart level how much he loves us, how much he's there to mm-hmm. trust us. The more that that happens, the more that we can do things, not so we can earn something from God, but that we can mm-hmm. be right. that, that useful vessel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Jesus said, if you don't understand the earthly things I'm trying to teach you, you know, where he used earthly examples like sheep and things that people could relate to. He said, nice. how am I going to tell you about heavenly things? You know, those things, there's no earthly uh, example of, right? The heavenly things. So there's a maturity that's needed 
right? It's not a performance thing. It's a seeking God and, and knowing him, his love and, and his character and really knowing him well enough so that um, you understand the way he thinks, right? So when you read the scriptures, you actually understand at least to a level, right? There's so many levels to the word of God. But if you stay at a baby level where you, you're still struggling with the earthly concepts that he gave us, which, you know, I totally am in that camp most of the time. How's he going to show us the heavenly stuff, right? The kingdom mm-hmm. things that need are needed for his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that journey is really important. And I think what we do at Cross Council, I mean, I know that is that is so critical, whether you do it the way, you know, through the melt process, the way we talk about, or whether you're just in your time with the Lord, you allow him to, to plumb the depths of what's inside of you and where the wrong perceptions are inside of you, where you, you can't understand him, allow him to get those things um, shifted so that you see from his perspective and you really do understand. It helps us really to be able to see from a good perspective, from a God perspective. And so honestly, that's why we keep getting ministry. That's why we keep going um, and getting, you know, those times with the Lord where we, we look at what we're believing that exalts against the knowledge of God, really, that that's something that isn't the way that he sees it and let him get those things out, you know, from an experiential level so that we can be, our minds can be renewed and we can actually understand kingdom concepts. And I love, this seems just to happen in almost every class where there's just, there starts to be certain things that are said or brought out or, or asked that I don't know what other context people would ask those things. There's several examples Mm -hmm. of that, but even before the class started, there was somebody that was talking about watching um, our, our, melt video that we have everybody who comes for ministry watch. It's just five minutes. And when mm-hmm. this person was watching it, uh, they noticed how much that was st- starting to tug on their heart. Hmm. And, and I think behind the question was this idea that is, is that healthy? Is that good for me to feel what I'm feeling when this person is reporting some pretty traumatic things in their life? Hmm. And so to mm-hmm. be able to have like a conversation with somebody about that, when, when you, he- yeah. So what do you tell Mary when somebody is watching a session that's pretty emotional and they're starting to feel things? How do you respond to that? You mean when somebody's in class and they're starting to feel things or they're watching the melt video and they start feeling some things? Well, yeah. Either watching the melt video or in some of the practicums or the, um, the mentoring things where mm-hmm. there's yeah somebody that's in front of them. It's not them who's yeah the one receiving ministry, but as an mm-hmm. as an observer, they're starting to feel some right. of that stuff bubble up. Right. Well, that's I think that's a God thing, you know, because um, the Lord in our life in general, or specifically when people are watching someone else get ministry. Um, we can all relate a lot of times to the problems that another person has had. And when they start feeling their emotion, it starts tapping into any unresolved emotion that we have. You know, so I think that's a good thing, right? Because some of those things, 
I know for me personally were hidden, you know, they were hidden. And then I started helping people and doing ministry and praying with other people. (laughs) And I found all this stuff inside of me coming up. Right. So I would, I would tell people that's, that's a good thing. It's God showing you parts of your heart that have lack where you don't really have not experienced him, you know, and so they get an opportunity to jump into the melt process, you know, at some point and to look at what those things are in them. Exactly. Right. It's, it's not that we become robotic when we see somebody that's Mm -hmm. in pain or going through a session or even watching a movie where they they just don't ever feel anything because that's the way Jesus would be. Well, there are plenty of examples Mm. where Jesus had compassion on people. Right. But it's this, this uh, beautiful balance of, okay, what that person is going through. Yes, that would be hard. There should be some compassion felt, but also Mm -hmm. mixed with that is some unresolved things in in your heart. And Mm -hmm. because some people would say, Oh, I cry at every movie I do that, you know, I'm just a really sensitive person. <laughs> right. <laughs> You've heard, right? I'm just a really sensitive yeah. person. Maybe, because I, I think I used to say that about myself. Well, I'm just sensitive. Well, maybe mm-hmm. some of that yeah. sensitivity is 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 the Lord's work inside of me and that I can relate to somebody. But I think more often than yeah. not, what's what's weighted more heavily is that's, that's pushing on buttons inside of me that I haven't resolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to be able to have both of those perspectives, those things can both be true. Yes, there should be some sense of compassion, sympathy, or empathy in that moment. But in mm-hmm. addition to that, that might also be something where God wants to work in your life so that you become stronger, more secure, so that you don't get caught up yeah. in those things. Because we're not nearly as right. useful in the kingdom getting pulled into people's pain. We want to be able mm-hmm. to walk alongside them. It's yeah. Right? yeah. It's like with it was with a drowning person. My my dad was in the mm-hmm. navy, so he taught that mm-hmm. to us pretty early. If you try to rescue a drowning person, you have to be incredibly careful how you yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are times where I think in his training, they actually had to knock somebody out to save them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. That we're we're not proposing that in our ministry sessions, but <laughs> not yet, <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> and Special John would say that if it was waiver. ninety, just kidding. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and John, you're not you saying that because legal. it's minus, yeah. <laughs> but it is cool to have those kind of conversations and uh, mm. just watch people grow and ask so many different questions about then what does this mean mm-hmm. then or how do you treat this and just coming back to that idea that emotion is is the bridge to the belief and mm-hmm. ultimately to right. those memory containers and that it's and this might have even come in, up in class maybe I'm imagining a different conversation John but there's a difference between uh something being excusable and explainable like we can't excuse our sin. We can't excuse mm-hmm. those things that we've we've done mm-hmm. wrong or we don't excuse things that were done wrong to us. But the way that we're right. functioning now is really explainable. Mm-hmm. And so to mm-hmm. partake in that process of feeling the emotion. And I love how uh, Dr. Ed Smith talks about that emotion is the smoke. 
So you follow the smoke trail because we want to get to the mm-hmm. fires. That's what I, he doesn't use. I don't know if he uses the term fire, but I think all those places of yeah. unresolved pain in our hearts, there's, there's these fires that are still burning. And by following mm-hmm. the smoke trail back, it's incredible what starts to happen and what starts to emerge and what starts to be revealed. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that people enjoy about going to counselors is because they start to get like the dots connected. Why, why I feel this way? Why, you know, what effect my father leaving had on me and all those kind of things. And it does give a person a sense of um, control, I guess, because they kind of get why they're the way they are. But in my experience, it doesn't go deep enough. And, and if understanding why you, um, uh, have emotions needs to, needs to go to the point of what is the lie underneath all of that circumstance that you're still holding on to because that event happened to you. So just looking at the conclusions a child draws about their situation, you know, can give them some, some sense of, like I said, control, but it doesn't get them free. And so understanding that the lie underneath there is what they need to expose to get free for the Lord to address that. When people, when people realize that, I think those light bulbs are just so fun to watch because they've tried. Most people have tried, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to get free of the things that are bothering them and have had limited success. And when they realize, wow, I was missing what the real root of this thing is, is that there's a lie at the bottom of that. There's something I'm believing there. It's really cool, you know, and they may have had ministry, like you said, Steve, and seen that happen in their life. But the class is really cool because they can actually study the principles Instead of just coming in and getting free, which is amazing, they actually study the principles of what just happened to me or what happened to me when I came in for my session. Yeah, that all makes sense now, you know, why I was able to um, hear Jesus when I came to see you guys, but I've never been able to resolve that on my own. And so just the freedom of learning, you know, how our minds work and the root of our problems how, where those come from. So freeing for people. Mm -hmm. And the class is good just for that, you know, just for them to begin to, to, with their own walk with the Lord, to be able to sit with Jesus anytime they want to, and to be able to get some freedom on their own. So we have a, a baby boomer in the class and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's fun to just see things even come into more focus from somebody else's perspective, because this boomer Mm -hmm. um, has followed Jesus for a long time and realizes more and more how much that generation just learned to suck it up buttercup. Mm -hmm. And and of course you can function, (laughs) but there, there, (laughs) there is collateral damage when that's all you do is suppress things. Mm -hmm. And, and kind of where I'm going, I hope I communicate this well. I, the the wisdom of, of God, it's incomprehensible. And maybe some of us who are a little bit older are starting to get this because of the millennial generation. 
And uh, I was just, the, the boomer was talking about how so many people come up for prayer after, after a service or after some conference, they come up, they, they keep coming up and, and people love on them and they pray for them. And yet not a whole lot changes, but mm-hmm. yeah, maybe the boomer generation and generation X, we were just kind of like, okay, well, this is just what we do. We just keep coming up for prayer mm-hmm. over and over and hopefully something will break off. And of course, God does whatever God does, but the millennial generation will not keep coming up. They will move mm-hmm. on to something mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are not satisfied. Yeah. If if I could put it, maybe this sounds crass, but if the goods aren't delivered, <laughs> they'll move on. <laughs> right. And I think there's something really, <laughs> no, really fair. good about that. Really, Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so for us to be in a place where we want to go beyond, because she was specifically talking about somebody that she knows that's been coming up and getting prayer and getting prayer and getting prayer. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and this person is realizing not only has the class helped um, her understanding of what to be aware of and what else God, God wants to do in her life, but how that also works ministering to others and how it's seemingly mm-hmm. insufficient just to continue to bang your head against the wall with Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds terrible to just say, just pray for them. Hopefully the listeners know what I, what mm-hmm. we mean by that, but to go mm-hmm. deeper yeah. with what's really driving that. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, I don't know how much she, she got into it. She was also chatting with me, but John, do you have something to say about all that? Uh, yeah, it stood out to me for sure. Um, just, you know, cause usually you don't hear that level of like positive rhetoric um, or at least millennials historically have not heard that level of uh, positive rhetoric towards themselves, um, which is why they lash out at older generations sometimes when like things get started. But uh, yeah, no, it really stood out to me too, that she was talking about like, um, and I think she was mostly, Oh, my hair, Carol. Um, I think she was uh, mostly right about, um, uh, about one thing that she brought up, which really like touched me which was talking about millennials will look for authenticity over like stability or something along those lines Hmm. of Hmm. like, listen, they're looking for something real. They're always looking for something real. And I thought about that for a minute because like, that's partially true where like, they're kind of looking for like my generation looks a lot for like the emotions of something. They try to Hmm. suss out the authenticity of something And I'm not saying, you know, like we have like a handle uh, on the truth over other generations. That's just how we are wired is to look for authenticity and emotion, that sort of thing. And that can lead to things that are very far from truth, as we've seen with certain movements that are very like millennial strong uh, type of movements. Mm. I won't get political or anything like that, but like most people know it, have an idea of it one way or the other, both sides, uh, all sides. Um, but yeah, no, it really stood out to me that like, yeah, you know what? Millennials are looking for that because so much of the world is, doesn't deliver because so much of the world is fake. So much of the world is advertising Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. false promises, hollow words, that sort of thing. So to actually Mm -hmm. see that get delivered is super important. And you guys are right. Like it, it, if millennials and I think also zoomers for sure, but like, I think millennials being very much like a transitory generation between like 
a lot of different lifestyles, they, if they don't see actual healing happening in the church, they'll leave and they don't come back. They're like, no, I've tried that. So mm. it's really cool to hear. Uh, it was really cool to hear like someone from that generation be like, no, no, they're looking for authenticity. They're looking for authenticity. They're not looking mm. for empty platitudes. They're looking for a real thing. And I think that this will really help them. And I couldn't agree more. You know, I was thinking about her words afterwards and I was like, yeah, I think that what she was aiming at, if I could like give an example is, and I've brought this up before in the past, you know, when, when people in church authority or any authority that's like Christian say, just give it to God. And then there are no steps to that process. <laughs> just do the thing and then it'll be done and it'll be good do I get any steps for that? And then like thinking about our process where we, you know, we have the melt process. We have every step labeled on the actual process of give it to God, that sort of thing. And, you know, so I think that, I think that what we have is a level of authenticity that is not offered often. And I think that that's very valuable. And I think that that, uh, that wise woman saw that, and said, ah, oh, my millennial friends will like that. And I think she's exactly mm. right. That's so great. Yeah, it's hard to give things to God when you've got super glue attached to that I mean, thing. Oh, no one addresses the super glue. They're just like, just give it to God. Right. Like, oh, right. I'm, I'm really trying here. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you feel like a failure. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why can't you open yeah. the door? Just open it. Um, it's locked and no one has given me a key. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have to think about that because seriously, I'm a boomer. And one of these days, you know, hopefully far down the road, I'm not going to be here. Right. So to be able to bring Jesus to every generation, especially the younger mm -hmm. generation, is super important. Right. Super important. As times get harder and, and life gets more uncertain, they've got to be even stronger in their faith and, and in their knowing of God, really knowing him. Mm -hmm. And so we we really that's something that we help with here at Cross Council, just because experiential encounters with God change you and give you mm -hmm. that strength that you that you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love that. Yeah, that idea of uh, being a friend of God, somebody that God can depend on, that that's what we want to produce. We don't want to just mm -hmm. produce people who follow us, who hang on our every word. You know, and even last night we were challenging some of the Christian cliches, and we don't have time to go into that, but wanting to create people that God can depend on. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by His truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.